0: The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. You got to check them out week one. They are running a $1 million prize pool that is rake-free. No management costs whatsoever. And even best part about it, $25 entry, only 10 entry max, and a great payout structure. It is the best GPP week one. You need to check it out for yourself. It's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy.
2: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another season of the DFS OG's podcast right here on Rotogrinders.com. Season three for us, guys. Glad to be back. Football right around the corner. We're here each and every week breaking down the main slate for it. We'll leave all the, the side games alone, the Thursdays, the Mondays. Plenty of great content over at Roto-Grinders covering you there, including Chop and Big T's video. Notorious will have you covered. So let me bring in my co-host here, I, of course, Chris Beer maker's fan, Prince, joined, as always, by my fellow OGs. About 30 years of DFS experience for you, right here in one podcast, so Head Chopper Notorious. Chop, we'll start with you, buddy. Been a long time. How we doing, my friend? We're looking forward to football, obviously. How's things going?
3: Oh, things are going good. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I finally had the epiphany last year, and so this year... I followed through on it that baseball is just not for me anymore. So I just very – I play sparingly. So my summers are actually a lot more relaxed now. And uh, But I'm definitely – I'm always anxious to play a little – there's nothing better than football. I don't care what sport you love. If you love DFS, man, you just – football, there's nothing better than sitting down there on – Noon on Sunday when that thing kicks off and your lineups are locked and you've got like seven hours of Red Box and it, or Red Box, Red Zone. It's just that's you can't beat that man. There's just nothing like it.
2: See, chop's got Red Box on the brain. He is our resident movie expert. So if you need a, a movie review, you hit up Chop. But Correct. yeah, man. Football. I mean, nothing like it. Like you said, you get fired up Sunday all day. Uh, we've had a little college football, so wet we'll the whistle a little bit. Let me bring in our other co-host here, my dog Notorious. What's up, buddy?
4: Yeah, doing good, doing good. Uh, I'm excited for another season, and uh, I'm pumped that we have uh, the same crew as always. Uh, I'm excited for Chops Rants and, uh, you know, some of uh, the awesome picks that you're going to provide us with beer. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of college football, so uh, I'm definitely ready to get this uh, NFL season rolling.
2: Yep, can't get here soon enough. So, we are here again. We'll cover all the games on the main slate, talk about, you know, all the plays we think are viable. So, Guys, let's get right into things here. Let's start with Rams and Panthers here. Very intriguing game, Chop. We're going to start with you, but I think the biggest questions here, there's a big question on each side, and there's probably a lot of questions going into week one. But Cam Newton, is he healthy? Do you believe? Are you believing in this offense? A lot of hype around a guy like Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. We know what Christian McCaffrey is. Greg Olsen back. This offense could be electric. Electric on the Rams side of things. Obviously, the big question, Todd Gurley. Are you going anywhere near this this week? How are you handling Todd Gurley and the rest of the Rams? But Give us your overall th- thoughts here, Rams and-, and Panthers, here to start us off, job.
3: Yeah, I-, I love this game in general. Uh, I'm always a Cam Newton fantasy fan just because we've seen it from day one. Like, he can get you through the air, but the thing on the ground is what sets him over over the other guys, a lot of the other guys. So I love So – I've always loved Cam Newton. McCaffrey, you got to – you know, he's established himself now as one of the top three or four guys out there. On a PPR especially, you can make a case for him being number one in a point per reception league. The only thing I hesitate, we're getting like full price to McCaffrey. Every week we're going to get it. I just – I know he's great. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he can take a step up from last year. I think the only place he can go is down – but with that being said he's still elite so you got to be on McCaffrey and the name I've I've heard also I've actually heard both these guys all summer long one one group says Curtis Samuel looks so great and you know and they throw out all these stats about Curtis Samuel and when he's been healthy with Cam Newton and then the other half of the guys go man did you see DJ Moore last year you know here's these stats on DJ Moore so one of these guys should be really good i really think one of them is going to explode and uh but somebody's going to be disappointed because they both can't have, like, career years, I don't think. Uh, I'm leaning more right now towards DJ Moore because from what I saw from him last year, the upside, I'm an upside guy. DJ Moore looks like he has some massive upside. He's going to have some terrible games where those rosters are going to be dead, but he's going to have some games that win you gpp So I'm a DJ Moore guy. And on the flip side, Gurley, that's the guy. Everybody's gonna. Everybody was running scared in the best balls this year, right? You know all about that. Everybody was running scared from Gurley, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think they're gonna run scared from him in week one because that's the mindset right now. I don't mind him at all. He's, you know, he's had a whole off season to rest. I'm sure he's not gonna. I'm sure he's never gonna be the same guy. He's always gonna have some issues with his knee. But while he's healthy, I want to ride the guy. I think. I see no reason why he can't sneak in on some weeks and grab you two or even three touchdowns. This could be that week. He's, he's fully rested and healthy. So once we get kicked off later in the year, like I'm not going to want to play Gurley once he starts to get a little wear and tear on him. But now's the time to play him, if ever. So I'm definitely in on Gurley thinking multiple. There's nobody out there with a, more of a chance at multiple touchdowns than Todd Gurley.
2: Right, and you're getting a little bit of a discount. I mean, he's 900 cheaper than McCaffrey on DraftKings. So, I, I agree with you. If you're going to play him, let's get, out, let's get out of the way right now. You know, he's healthy, and, and you get him cheap, and uh, you get everybody that's scared to play him. Chop, quick, thought, quick thoughts on the passing game. Any interest in Goff? Obviously, no. Cooks, Woods, Cup, it, it could be frustrating week in, week out. You touching that, or you staying away from that this week?
3: I mean, I like the passing game. I, I think Jared Goff is going to have a good year. Uh, so I don't mind it. But the problem is, like you just said, who am I going to pair him with when I'm when I'm building a tournament lineup and, and roto grinders with our new lineup HQ? It's so it's it's even easier to stack than it was before, but I've always stacked. So the problem is when you set your settings and you say, okay, I want my I want a wide receiver to be paired with my quarterback, whoever my quarterback is, give me one wide receiver. I mean, you're taking, a, it's a real risk. He's got three legit guys, plus I've heard some good things out of the tight end position from the Rams, too. So maybe that's four legit guys that he could go to. Man, it's just such a toss-up. I do like the passing game. It's just narrowing down those pass catchers in your stack is the tough part.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I like off in the spot, but I like to pair my guys as well. So you might take a wait-and-see approach there, kind of see if Cooper Cup's back to himself, but a lot of questions there in the Rams passing game as well. Derek, thoughts here? Cam Newton, Todd Gurley, uh, the DJ Moore Curtis Samuel debate, uh, and then the Rams receivers. So a lot in this game. Big total here as well, uh, sitting at 50 and a half. So thoughts on Rams, Panthers.
4: Yeah, it's strange for a game with such a high total. I think it's one of the three highest of the main slate. I don't have a ton of interest in the game as a whole. I mean, there's some individual pieces that I want to get exposure to. Um, I agree with you guys on Goff and the receivers. Uh, I definitely like to pair up my quarterback with a receiver or two. And I just don't know uh, which way I would lean this week with Cooks, Woods, and Cup all uh, healthy entering week one. As for Todd Gurley, you know, maybe I have Byers Morse from last season, uh, postseason. <laughs> I mean, just watching him on the sideline, watching uh, CJ Anderson get all that run. Um, yeah, it's a little scary for me. I mean, he is priced, uh, you know, pretty much up there. McCaffrey's only $900 more. And uh, I know the reports have been positive, you know that he looks healthy and all that. But I think I will take a wait and see approach. Um, he'll definitely be low owned. So if you do want to build, you know, a bunch of tournament lineups, I certainly think you can in- include him in your player pool. But uh, I'm a little bit more hesitant than you guys on Gurley. Not on the opposite side, you know. Cam Newton been dealing with the foot injury. Sounds like he's going to be good to go, but that does worry me a little bit uh, for a dual threat quarterback like himself. Uh, love C Mac though. It's hard not to like him. Just gives you such a high floor and a high ceiling. The only problem that I have is that running back is extremely loaded. Um, you look at that six K range on DraftKings. I could play you know five or six guys just in that price uh, range alone. So I like McCaffrey. I'll have some exposure, um, but it's not one of those typical weeks where you just you know plug in those you know top heavy running backs and then move on from there. I think there's just so many good options at the position that uh, I'm not necessarily focusing on him. And then for the receivers, I kind of agree with Chop. I think D.J. Moore is the better tournament player of the two. Um, you know, in season-long leagues, Moore was getting drafted a lot higher than Samuel. And then, you know, uh, we heard camp reports. And in the preseason, Samuel's looked awesome. And now everybody wants to play him. Looks like he's going to be around three times his owned in tournaments. So I do think Moore's a nice uh, tournament player. And then Samuel, I think he probably got to look his way in cash games, just given how cheap he is.
2: Yeah, people, you know, Curtis Samuel hype is out of control, and it seems like people forgot about D.J. Moore. So I think he'll definitely be the lower-owned option. I'd agree with you. Running back is absolutely loaded with, with some guys that are drastically underpriced that, that we're going to hit on here. So could make these higher guys a, a little lower-owned than they normally would be with people focusing on that range. But I agree completely. Cash games, we'll focus on some of those cheaper guys most likely. And he leans on the game here. Rams minus three, total 50 and a half. We're going to try to mix in some – Amateur sports betting picks here as well. Any strong leans here, Derek? You don't have to make a selection, but anything stand out in the lines there?
4: Nothing really stands out for me. Um, the total does seem,
3: I don't know, a bit low. I'll probably take the over.
2: All right, Chop, any leans here on the minus three or the 50 and a half?
3: No, I mean, there's just some games where they they tag that minus three in there on one side, and you just it's just such a good spread. I, like I don't see either one of these teams Uh, being that much better than the other to where I think three is a good number right there. So it's, and, and then total is right on where I would imagine it to be. So I don't really, uh, it's not, not something I would touch.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I I don't see anything. I think the numbers are good there. Uh, Before we move on, if you haven't downloaded the sharp side app, guys, make sure you do that free contest. Let me say that again, free contest with $10,000 in prizes, $5,000. The first there's going to be, halfway prizes, weekly prizes, but get over to sharp side. Basically you're picking games and whoever does the best side of that is going to win $5,000 absolutely free. So a great app, lots of player props in there. Uh, all our totals and lines will come from there that we talk about, but a great way to get prepared for the week, kind of see what's going on and you should be incorporating lines, totals into your DFS analysis. You're going to hear us talk about it a lot. So make sure you guys download sharp side and get in that contest all right boys let's go to the next game here Tennessee and Cleveland so obviously Cleveland is the story of the offseason here Derek everybody talking Odell Beckham Baker Mayfield I love me some Nick Chubb and that's one of the running backs I think is vastly underpriced here and then you go over to the Tennessee side please tell me it's something to get excited about with Tennessee because I'm not seeing it I think Cleveland rolls here Nick Chubb my favorite play of the day but Baker to Odell Awfully enticing here in week one. What are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, we'll start with the Titans because uh, that's a pretty quick one. Don't have a ton of interest there. Mariota just hasn't shown much upside over the last couple of years. Derrick Henry needs a very specific game flow uh, for him to reach his ceiling. They still have Deion Lewis, uh, and this is a five-and-a-half point spread. So you could see Lewis uh, mixing in a little bit more than if they were favorites, and then uh, the receivers don't really trust them. I mean, Corey Davis is still the number one. Adam Humphreys could mix in a little bit. But I just don't really love anyone from the Titans. Uh, it does scare me that this is only five and a five-and-a-half-point spread. It does feel like a spot where the Browns should come out and just uh, smash the Titans. But, um, yeah, low spread. As for uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, uh, best beard-chugging skills outside of anyone other than Aaron Rodgers, for sure. Um, I do think, uh, you know, he's in a pretty good spot. A lot of weapons to work with. He's got Odell, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, uh, and Joku. So I uh, definitely like the spot for Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks that we can look to this week, uh, pretty much any week. You know, ownership's never going to get out of control at the position, which is kind of nice because, as we mentioned, everyone likes to pair up their quarterback with some of their receivers. Um, but the guy that I really love in this game is going to be Nick Chubb. Uh, until Kareem Hunt returns, I'm just going to play him uh, pretty much every week. You know, we have so many workhorse running backs that filled you know, one or $2,000 too cheap that I think Chubb's in a great spot. He's a home favorite. Uh, last year, the Titans weren't great against the pass or the run, uh, and we've seen him do a little bit more pass-catching work uh, so far in the preseason. So I think it's a great spot for Chubb.
2: Yeah, uh, big fan. Obviously, I'll save the the Chubb jokes you've already heard, but uh, underpriced. Yes, Tennessee was good against the run last season, but I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think you're going to see him be more involved in the passing game. Uh, They're projected to score almost 28 points in this game. So, love Nick Chubb. And Derek, I see you trying to to goat me there on on the beer chugging, talking about my boy (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. I love me some Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but I gotta say I was vastly disappointed in his beer chugging <laughs> skills. I mean, everybody came out and beat him. Trubisky, Mayfield, hell Tom Brady's old ass beat him in a in a beer chug. So <laughs> definitely disappointed there. Well, you know, he tried to say, oh, if it was whiskey, blah, 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 Too many excuses for me, Aaron. Come on. Chop, anything on beer chugging, anything on Tennessee, anything that you don't like here with Cleveland? Uh
3: Tennessee, uh, the only thing I would say about Tennessee is It's highly unlikely that teams get shut out in the NFL. So somebody, you know, so at some point they're going to score something. If I'm looking up and down that roster, I don't want any piece of the running backs. I could see Corey Davis. He's just, he's so, he's so athletic that he could be a guy, but Delaney Walker would be a guy I'll point to. If they score a touchdown, Tennessee, I got to imagine he would be my bet to get in the end zone for Tennessee. So, Maybe you could get some Delaney Walker if you really wanted to. When I look at the top tight ends this week anyway, uh, you know, you've got – I don't like Ertz as much. We'll get to those games later. But just in general, I don't like Ertz this year as much as I did last year. Kittle, I don't like it. There's no way Kittle can repeat what he did. And so you're left with Kelsey against Jacksonville. So maybe you don't have to have that – one of those top three tight ends. Maybe you can get away with Delaney Walker scoring a touchdown and catching like 70 yards for you, and and he's the offense for Tennessee. That's the only thing I would say about Tennessee. I I don't like them, but unlikely they get shut out, so I don't mind Delaney Walker. And I'm with you on Cleveland. I think they – I think they put up plenty of points here. Chubb should get in the end zone. But I definitely would not overlook Mayfield to Odell making a statement in week one, just saying, you know what, Mayfield has never really had a guy like this. And Beckham, oh man, for sure has never had a quarterback like this. So I could definitely see these guys making a statement. And, you know, that being the tandem, or at least Odell being a guy who you have to have to win GPPs. But I'm with you guys. Cleveland looks good in general. And uh, I I think they run it up this game.
2: Yeah, Odell, highest price receiver on DraftKings this week, and Mayfield expensive as well. So you get the discount on Nick Chubb, which I think a lot of people will go that route. But I'm with you, Odell. It Brings you the biggest upside in the game, in my opinion. Uh, so thoughts on the line? Because I'm kind of with Derek. This line, I would have thought it would be seven easily. So we got minus 5.5. We actually have Juice for Tennessee and plus 5.5 at minus 115. 45.5 the total here, Chop. Something stink here, or is it just an accurate line? What do you think here uh, with this line?
3: Uh, I mean, it definitely doesn't look right. So, but with that being said, maybe it just isn't right. I mean, I just don't see Cleveland. I, I gotta, I gotta take Cleveland here. I feel like they're at least a touchdown better, and you're getting it less than a touchdown. I just, yeah, I would take Cleveland. It doesn't look right, but sometimes it, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, uh, you know. That you should go the opposite way. Sometimes you just got to roll with it.
2: Right, I, I'm with you. I would rather go with Cleveland than take the Tennessee points plus the juice, Derek. Your thoughts here? Minus five and a half or forty-five and a half on the total?
4: Yeah, it doesn't feel right, but uh, I'll definitely take the Browns. I haven't seen you know where the money's going, but I got to guess you know ninety percent on Cleveland or something like that.
2: All right, let's move on to this one. Should be fun, guys. Obviously, Kansas City on the slate that always makes for an entertaining game. But you send them to Jacksonville, who I think is going to Be a little bit better defensively this season. So we have a Jacksonville expert here, Derek, a Jags fan. So we'll get your thoughts there in a second, Derek. But Kansas City chop. We know the big story, LaShawn McCoy in the house. So your thoughts there, I know a lot of people are going to be debating Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy. uh, Even go there, you get a big discount on McCoy. And then do you play Patrick Mahomes? Or are we looking for cheaper quarterbacks here? And is it because of the matchup or because there's just better quarterbacks out there? And then the Jacksonville side of things I think is very intriguing. So, big game here. Thoughts, chop, Kansas
3: City and Jacksonville. I like this offensive game a lot. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, with LaShawn McCoy being added to the mix, like I was was starting to build lineups last week just, you know, just playing around with it. And I didn't mind Damian Williams. Not only did I keep him in my player pool, but I loved him on PPR sites as one of the – premier ways for Kansas City to move the ball against this defense, but with McCoy added, I mean, I have to back off of that quite a bit. I really don't think they, it's not just that they add McCoy, they immediately give him three million guaranteed dollars. I don't think they do that just for the hell of it, unless they think this guy is going to actually come in and make us, whether he does or doesn't have it in him still, they think he does, so they're going to give him opportunities, which means it's less opportunity for Williams, so I probably got to back off of the running backs now because I just don't know how that's going to shake out. But with that being said, everybody will be trying to go low on quarterback salary wise. There's no reason why Mahomes to Tyreek Hill can't be the thing that wins all the money this week, just like Mahomes did like the first three or four weeks last year. Like, If there's a way you're going to be Jacksonville, Tyreek is the guy who can do it because he's got so much speed down the field. These guys could hook up for a couple of long touchdowns and If you don't have them, then you're in big trouble. So, yeah, I definitely like Mahomes. Not only does he have Tyreek, he has Kelsey, another way you can beat this defense. So, he's got the tools, man. Everybody will be spending down on them cheap quarterbacks. This guy, you're going to get him. I know ownership, like Derek says, doesn't really matter at quarterback, but you could still get the number one guy at the position for, what, three or four percent owned if you get lucky here. So, I like that. I like that side of the ball. And I like Jacksonville's offense, too, this year. I mean it. Foles, I don't think he's great, but man, it's better than it's better than Bortles. So he'll at least give us some semblance to the passing game. Uh, it'll help Fournette. Uh, they're saying Westbrook is the guy. He looked the guy for the really really small size we saw him in the preseason. Another guy, we're, we don't, I don't know if we need to save the money, but Chris Conley could very well be a guy who has a good week one, and that's going to allow you to get Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on the other side if you really wanted to go that route. So yeah, everybody's going to be on Westbrook, but Conley could be the guy who's the leading receiver this week for Jacksonville. So I like this game quite a bit.
2: A little revenge narrative for Chris Conley as well. playing this Yes, sport. sir. So I like that. I love Leonard Fournette this week, Derek. We know Kansas City got torched on the ground last season. 20 total touchdowns to the running back position. So Thoughts with Fournette, or are you leaning more towards a passing game? And then how do you handle in Kansas City? Chop, one quick question. They're saying Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Tyreek Hill. Does that worry you at all this week?
3: Guys like Tyreek, I never, never get worried about being shadowed. Like, uh, I just – let's say it's uh, Julio Jones or a big big wide receiver, and he's up against a big physical cornerback. That's the kind of stuff I, I would worry about a little bit. I do look at that. But I, I actually love a guy like Tyreek. If you're going to try to guard him one-on-one, this it's hard to not get beat by Tyreek one-on-one. So if you're just going to shadow him and you're not going to do anything else with him, I would absolutely welcome that. And then that will only make us get Tyreek at incredibly low ownership. So I, I like it. I'm not worried. A guy like Tyreek doesn't scare me getting shadowed by anybody.
2: All right, let's go to the Jags homer here, see what he thinks about Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey. So, Derek, obviously it's going to be a great game. So your thoughts on this whole thing on both sides.
4: Yeah, so I'll start with Tyree Kill. Um, I definitely think cornerback-wide receiver matchups matter, but I don't think they matter as much as they sway ownership. You know, there's only so many talking points that, us, that those of us that break down the games can talk about. So, uh, you know, wide receiver-cornerback matchups tend to sway ownership more than they should. Um, like Cha mentioned, I think Tyreek Hill is one of those guys that doesn't really matter if you shadow him because uh, he can outrun anybody on the field. And you know Mahomes is going to uh, you know, extend plays and look to target him down the field. So I love that. Um, don't mind that he is getting shadowed. I think that's going to help lower ownership. And yeah, I like uh, pairing him up with Mahomes. I also think you can pair him up uh, with Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mahomes, that is. You know, the two positions that everyone tries to save at are quarterback and tight end. And I kind of think that's going to, be the case in week one so spending up on those two positions will give you a unique roster build and as we've mentioned a couple times a lot of value at running back and wide receiver and then on the other side yeah I think Nick Foles is definitely an upgrade you know he's not a an elite talent but he's certainly better than Bortles and I think he's going to help this offense they brought in a new offensive coordinator um, they got fired in Minnesota for passing too much uh, which is a little strange given you know the way the NFL is these days but um, I think it's going to be much better year for the Jags. Um, I like Fournette right out the gate. I think he's going to be pretty much a three down back. You know, Alfred Blues on the IR. don't think Raquel Armstead is really ready to take on a big role. So love the spot for Fournette. The Jaguars are projected to score over 24 points, and those have to come from somewhere. So I'll be playing a lot of Fournette. I'll be playing a lot of D.D. Westbrook. Uh, in that uh, one preseason game, uh, Foles targeted him on seven of his 10 pass attempts. So uh, they got some chemistry going. Don't hate the Conley call. And yeah, I think it's a great game to stack up.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think it's one of the better game stacks you mentioned. Both you mentioned Westbrook, 4800 on DraftKings. Great price there, for net, Only 6100 So a lot of people will be stacking Kansas City. There's a lot of ways that you can run it back with Jacksonville and get a piece or two. You know, and hope that game shoots out. So let's take a look at the total. 52-and-a-half. half we got juice on the under. And Kansas City minus three-and-a-half. Some juice over on the Jacksonville side. Derek, any leans there on the, on the side or the total?
4: Yeah, I don't have a strong uh, take either way, but I like that it's three and a half. You know, maybe, uh, you know, Jazz can keep this in within three, so I'll take the points.
2: Homer's taking the points. <laughs> Chop, you with him here?
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like Jacksonville. I don't think at home that they're worse, you know, than the the, the field goal. So uh, I would take Jacksonville. The The total, you yeah, well, that could go – that's one of those things that – just not a strong take on that because you need, you need the right game game script for that thing to get over, and that game script could very well happen. But what happens if, uh, you know, they start pounding Fournette and then you're burning the clock? So, yeah, I think, I think Jacksonville being the underdog here at home is the best way to go.
2: And I think a lot of people will go Kansas City. Do you just see the Chiefs? They're a small favorite against a, a team that wasn't very good last season. I'm expecting Jacksonville uh, to bounce back. So we'll make it a sweep here. I'll take Jacksonville with the points at home as well. All right, next game guys, Baltimore and Miami. So we have one team uh, in Baltimore. I think there's a lot of options, a lot of ways that you could go here. Miami seems to be in full on tank mode. So Derek, find us some value at Miami. I think there's some intriguing names. See if we're on the same page here. Does Baltimore just come in here and tear them apart as the the Baltimore D a must play as well. So thoughts, Ravens and Dolphins.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know about the Dolphins. Uh, there's definitely some value here. I don't know if it's good value. Uh, like Chubb mentioned in another game, they are going to score some points. So, you know, somebody's going to play well here, but I just don't see a lot that I love. You know, Fitzmagic uh, is back. Uh, you know, we loved targeting him last year on Tampa Bay, but uh, definitely a different spot for him. Kenyon uh, Drake sounds like he's going to be able to play week one, which hurts, um, you know, Caitlin Balaj a little bit. Don't really trust any of their receivers, and plus, it's a tough matchup against Baltimore. They were ranked third in total DVOA uh, and third against the pass, six against the run last year. So, really, a tough spot for me. I would probably rather play the Ravens' defense uh, than the Dolphins. Then, on the other side, uh, pretty much just want to play Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he's one of the better cash game quarterbacks of the slate. You know, he's one of those rare quarterbacks that doesn't really depend on game script because he's going to be running the ball, you know, even if they're ahead. You know, most quarterbacks, when they build a big lead, they're going to be, you know, handing off to the running back. But I think uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be involved uh, in all four quarters, and I think he's going to take some steps forward in terms of his ability to, you know, make plays with his arm as well. So, uh, yeah, I really like this pop for Lamar. I think he could easily give you that 100-yard bonus. Uh, And he's kind of built in with five or six points, just given his rushing floor, which I love. I'll take a wait-and-see approach with Mark Ingram uh, in the backfield there. And uh, if I'm pairing up Lamar Jackson, which I don't think you need to, but I would probably look to uh, Mark Andrews.
2: Yeah, Andrews only 3000 Lamar Jackson pretty much a guarantee to almost 3X the salary at 6K. I mean, never been below 16 DraftKings points in any of his starts here. So love that call. He's my favorite quarterback on the week as well. Justice Hill I think is intriguing. We'll see if he has a role right away. But only thirty six hundred there, so a cheap running back option as well. So chop thoughts on Baltimore. It seems to be the the team with more options here. Anything on the Miami side of things for you?
3: Yeah, Baltimore, just like you said, I'm uh I'm taking Lamar, I'm on my Lamar Jackson teams is I'm just eliminating must pair a wide receiver or tight end with them. I'm not doing that, so I, I can roll out a little naked Lamar man. I don't feel bad about that at all. I just don't see a I just don't see who we can pair him with. It's going to be really – I mean, even if somebody catches a long touchdown, that's not even – I mean, I think you can outdo that in other places anyway. So, naked Lamar, man, that's the way to go in this game. Miami, like y'all said, is a, is in tank mode. Yeah, I don't think they put up much resistance here. Uh, if I'm going to pick anybody in this lineup, oh, yeah, yeah, it might be Albert Wilson. Yes. So, Albert – I mean, yeah, they're going to be playing from behind. They're just in bad shape. I just don't think – I think they're already – they're doing the old basketball thing. They're they're already tanking before the season even starts. So, yeah, I don't those those other guys don't intrigue me any any much. So, uh, Albert Wilson's a guy who's had a nice pedigree of having big upside. And if I think Miami's going to be trailing in this game, and Fitzpatrick can wing it a little bit when he gets when there's no pressure on him, like as far as like nothing to lose, your squad we're down by 21, let's wing it around. I think Albert Wilson's a guy you could play.
2: Yeah, that's, that's my guy as well, 3,900. We've seen some big weeks out of him before he got hurt last season. He was actually playing pretty well. And you know, if you get good Fitzpatrick in a team that's playing from behind, you know, he could easily throw for 300 yards in this game. So I'm intrigued by Preston Williams. I don't know that I go there yet. I kind of want to see how these things break down as far as their receiver depth chart. But uh, Albert Wilson at 3,900 would be the guy I would play here as well. So thoughts on the line, Baltimore minus seven and a half in this one obviously a lower total here but thoughts on that one chop any any leans one way or the other there 38 is the total
3: whoo i'm gonna go man that is a that is a tough tough total. that's such a low total. i want to go under but 38 is so low i'm gonna go uh i'm just gonna go ahead and 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 give up the points here with baltimore I just – I think Miami's in full tank mode. I want to go under, man, but they just they – didn't, they didn't help me out by putting that thing up over 40. So, I'll take Baltimore, and I just think uh, Miami's not going to score very much, and Lamar Jackson, this will be one of the better matchups for him all year long. So, he'll be able to put some touchdowns on the board and cover that spread.
2: I'm with you. I think Baltimore is a smash, smash spot here, although there's plenty of juice. The big juice on Miami at minus 125. The under also juiced at minus 115. Derek, thoughts? Minus 7.5, a a total of 38.
4: Yeah, I've seen uh, the spread at 7 in a lot of places. I would feel a lot better about it because I could see Miami, you know, scoring late in a meaningless touchdown and, uh, you know, losing by 7 points. So if you can get it at 7, I would prefer that. But I'll still take Baltimore at 7.5. All
2: right, next game, guys, Atlanta and Minnesota. So this is an intriguing uh, two NFC heavyweights here. I think both of these teams – uh, with big time upside this season, uh, both potential playoff contenders. Minnesota at home, small favorite at minus four. We got a forty-seven point total here. So, chop Matt Ryan on the road, but you know gets an indoor game. Atlanta plays thirteen of their sixteen games indoors this season. So, uh, is that something you want to attack, Julio Jones here? Another guy in a tough cornerback matchup, but to see how play that. And Minnesota, it's been all about Dalvin Cook in my opinion, and he looks pretty cheap here. Uh, This week on DraftKings, sitting at just 6,000. So I'm sure that's one of the running backs Derek was talking about. So Falcons, Vikings, a lot to get to here in this one as well. Chop, what do you got?
3: Yeah, this is a good game. I like this game a lot. On the Falcons' side, Matt Ryan, oh, man, he was really good last year. I uh, I don't expect him to drop off a whole lot. You know, Devontae Freeman still is the only running back. Is the guy they're going to start, but he's not going to last very long. So, you know, I expect Ryan to have another good year. I think it starts this week. You know, the Vikings' defense, I think, is a tad bit overrated. You know, they were really good a few years ago. And slowly but surely, under Zimmer, they've they've gotten progressively just a tad bit worse every year. So, who knows if it all comes uh, caving in this week but or this year. I don't mind Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm going to avoid the rushing game for Atlanta, but I think Julio Jones, man – out there on an island with Xavier Rhodes, that's, that's right up his alley. I like that one a lot. Xavier Rhodes used to be a guy we really wanted to avoid. Lately, not so much. So I think Julio can absolutely take care of business in this game. I like Julio. Uh, there's also plenty of weapons there for Matt Ryan uh, to take some pressure off of Julio. Calvin really, really came into his own last year. Sanu's still there. And Hooper, very underrated tight end. I think, I think they're going to put up points via the air here. So I like that Matt Ryan-Julio Jones connection. On the other side, everybody's going to be going Dalvin Cook. He's the first guy they're going to look at at Minnesota, and they should because he looks on paper like this is going to be a good year for him. With that being said, if there's going to be points scored, why not change it up and go Cousins to Diggs or Cousins to Thielen if twice as many people are going to be on Cook than the wide receivers? I'll take a shot at the wide receivers. Why not? So, uh, I don't mind the Cousins and his passing connection in this game. Cook's, Cook, I don't really have to talk about him. He's he's getting high projections. He's getting a lot of love. He's getting a – like, I'm looking pl- – plugging up the uh, Roto-Grinders projected ownership right now. I, it must be a mistake. They're saying Cook is 32% on projected wow. ownership. That's – like, I'm looking at Diggs at 12%. I'll take that 12% in this match. Not that I think Diggs is better than Cook, but just if you're going to give me almost three times the ownership, I'll take Diggs. But, yeah, I like the, I'll like i take the passing game in tournaments here.
2: Yeah, and I don't hate that call. And, and one thing you can do if you like Dalvin Cook this week, play him in cash games. I mean, 6 k is a great price, and then you avoid the, the 32 33 35% ownership uh, in tournaments wherever it lands if you're worried about that. So uh, that's kind of one way I can handle – higher owned players that you want exposure to. And generally the higher owned players are make for good cash game plays. It's, it's just the way it is if you're new to the game, uh, it's something you can look at uh, if you're looking for a starting point. So Derek kind of same questions here, which way are you leaning with Minnesota? I think there's a lot of ways you can go. Uh, And then Atlanta, love the Julio call, really love the Austin Hooper call. The Vikings were not very good against tight ends and they keep talking this guy up, especially around the red zone. So wouldn't shock me to see him get a cheap touchdown, but Thoughts here, Falcons, Vikings?
4: Yeah, don't have a lot to disagree with here uh, on the Falcon side. Don't mind Julio Jones. You know, Xavier Rhodes didn't play all that well last year. Uh, he's still only 29 and was banged up a little bit, and he does have success against Julio in their past matchups. But uh, I'll always take Julio in one-on-one coverage. I like the fact that they're indoors. I like that they are small underdogs. Uh, might keep them throwing the ball all game and then, Definitely like Austin Hooper, thirty-two hundred. I think a lot of people will look to Hunter Henry. He'll probably be the chalk um, tight end this week if you're spending down. And the Vikings were thirtieth against tight ends last year, so definitely like this spot for Hooper. I think he could really step up and be, you know, a top top, top five tight end this year. Probably won't be playing a ton of Matt Ryan uh, or the the run game, but I do like Julio and Hooper quite a bit. Then on the opposite side, opposite side you guys made uh, all the right points. You know, Davin Cook's going to be probably the most popular running back of the slate, assuming you know Zeke is able to suit up for the Cowboys if they get that worked out. Um, if not, then, you know, Pollard might be. But Cook's going to be popular, uh, looked good in the preseason, uh, looked explosive, and a uh, really good price point as well. So I like him in cash games. I still think you can play him in tournaments. But that natural leverage going with the passing game makes a lot of sense. Uh, if the touchdowns end up coming through the air, then you're going to get – just, you're just going to be able to pass so many teams in tournaments with Cousins, with Diggs, with Thielen. So I definitely agree with uh, everything
2: you guys have been saying. All right, line minus four. Got a little bit of a juice on Minnesota there, minus 115. Total, 47, minus 125 on the over. Derek, any thoughts there on the side or the total?
4: Not really. I mean, it seems pretty good to me. The total seems pretty good. I don't have a strong lean one way or the other. If I had to choose something, I'd probably go with the over because I do think uh, both passing games will have some success here.
2: Yeah, I don't have a strong feeling on the side. I think this is going to be a close game, probably come down to the end so that four feels about right. But uh, I'm leaning the over here as well, 47. Chop, any thoughts here on on minus four or over 47?
3: Yeah, I'll take the Falcons as a – Four point hundred. I think, like you just said, it's a pretty close game. I think it comes down to a field goal. I think everybody's got this image in their head of that terrible Atlanta defense last year, but they just, I've never seen a team get hit by that kind of defensive injury, you know, the way they did early last year. So they're going to be better. I think four is a little bit too much. I'll take Atlanta.
2: All right, let's go. from an exciting potential shootout to maybe not so much here, Chop. Buffalo. And the Jets, just a 40-and-a-half point total here. The Jets, small minus three favorites at home. So two questions for you. This game should be quick. Are we believing in Josh Allen? What we saw at the end of last season, the guy was winning people a million dollars week in, week out. But all off season, it's been the regression talk. Can he do that again? So that's my question for you. On the Buffalo side, the Jets side of things, I think Le'Veon Bell is a big question here. I'm more of a skeptic than a believer. Seventy one hundred looks like a decent price on DraftKings. So those are my two questions. Josh Allen, Le'Veon Bell, go.
3: Josh Allen, I, I do believe in Josh Allen as a fantasy asset. I do believe in him. I think I think he can keep that up because he's just such a strong runner. That I give, you know, and then they're gonna throw in they got him some more weapons this year, so that should help hit the passing, but he's always gonna be a good runner, so I like that. Whew, the other one, is, that that's a tough one to call, man. Uh, that's what makes this, this game – it's not good from a fantasy point this week, but it's interesting for down the road. Uh, if I was going to lean one way, I would say Bell is probably going to be just a shell of what he was in Pittsburgh, not because he's worse as, of an athlete right now, but just because it's different system, just different scenario, man. Going from a great quarterback with great, great wide receivers to this, you know. So, yeah. I don't believe in Bell as much, but I do believe in Allen. I think he I think he gets. But I'm interested to see Allen. I'm interested to see Devin Singletary. Maybe not play him this week, but, man, if he – I think he has a chance to be an explosive running back in this offense. And if that's the case, then when we get a good matchup down the road, I'll know to play him. So I want to keep my eyes on Singletary. Uh, I don't like the pass catching here because I think Josh Allen could spread it out. With all these weapons, I know Robert Foster was the guy who absolutely, like you said, helped Josh Allen win people GPPs last year at the end of the year. But now they got John Brown, Zay Jones, Cole Beasley's in the mix now. So, yeah, I'd probably pass on uh, trying to guess that game right there. Josh Allen could be just like Lamar Jackson. You could run him out there naked. That's what I did in my lineup so far. So, I like that. On the flip side, the Jets are at home. I don't like this matchup, but... They're projected to win. They're going to score some points. And uh, so I probably wouldn't mind Le'Veon Bell as a pivot to some of the other higher owned guys that are out there. And uh, so I I would go that route. But uh, I just – otherwise, it's a tough matchup, man. It's not, not a fun matchup, but I think it's worth keeping an eye on for the future, though.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Singletary is a, a guy I'm definitely very high on. And again, I agree with you. I don't think this is the week to play him, but he is cheap. And, and if you think he's going to be the starter, we'll see. I still think Frank Gore is going to take some touches early on until this kid gets acclimated. But 3600 on DraftKings, nice price. So if he has a couple down weeks, maybe we may get him under 3500 at some point in a much better matchup. On the Jets' side, I, I kind of like Jamison Crowder at 4,100, and that's more if Robbie Anderson plays. And some people are like, why would you like him if Robbie Anderson plays? He's going to take away coverage from Crowder, who's been the talk of the preseason, a guy that plays a slot, uh, very cheap. And if, but if he's the number one focus, I don't want that. If Anderson's out there, he takes away some coverage. Crowder could be intriguing. If I did st- I'm with you on Allen, too. I don't think you have to stack him, but John Brown would be the guy I would take my shot on at 4,300. Derek, your thoughts here. Buffalo and the Jets.
4: Yeah, pretty ugly game overall. I'll take a couple pieces um, on the Jets side. Uh, I do think Sam Darnold's going to take a step forward, but uh, definitely not looking to play him week one. Le'Veon Bell, I'll take a wait and see approach. You know, I think he could come out firing, but um, I definitely not as good of a spot as he had in Pittsburgh. Um, I agree with you on Jameson Crowder. I think he's going to be one of the better point-per-dollar options on DraftKings. He's only 4,100. He's had good chemistry with Darnold in the preseason. And uh, as you mentioned, if Robbie Anderson plays, I think that definitely helps You know, a slot receiver like Crowder. Uh, don't mind looking to the Jets defense either. Uh, Josh Allen, very turnover prone last season and kind of expect that to continue. Took a lot of sacks. Um, so don't mind looking at the Jets defense. And then on the other side, um, I do agree with Chop. I think Josh Allen's a very good fantasy uh, quarterback. I don't think he's a very good real life quarterback, but we only uh, matter about, or we only care about the former. So uh, with his rushing upside, uh, with his ability to take shots downfield, I certainly don't hate him in tournaments. Uh, Singletary, like you guys mentioned, thirty-six hundred, he's cheap. I do think uh, some people will look his way, but the opportunity cost of running back is just so high this week. Uh, I'll probably take away and see approach, um, but keep an eye, you know, on the beat writers um, or beat reports and just see whether or not he's going to get the start. And if he does, and you know, if they're talking him up, then you know maybe you could play him as a value. I like Cole Beasley. I think he's an interesting spot at 3,600, kind of a possession receiver. He's kind of been Allen's go-to
2: guy in the preseason. So don't mind looking at him and Crowder if he needs some cheap receivers in this game. And sometimes it's worth diving in early on when there's no clarity yet. You know, and everybody's waiting for that clarity so they don't want to play a guy. You know, you jump in, take your shot. You know, 3,600, it's not a huge investment. So I think he would be one of those guys that take your chance. Maybe he breaks off a big run or has a nice game there. Uh, nobody's really going to go that route. So, either you Cowboys want to bet on this game? You, you want to get crazy? Jets minus three, 40 and a half. Any interest here, Derek?
3: Nope. Chop? I want the under on this game.
2: Okay. You're thinking like a 10 to three or what?
3: I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the Bills have a good defense. The Jets, I think, are going to have a better defense than what people think. And uh, the offenses may struggle a little bit, so – Yeah, I mean, 41, that's kind of the number – I I like that. I like it going under. That's – yeah, I could see this thing being 20 – the winning team scoring 20 points, which would keep keep me under that 41.
2: All right, got juice on the over right now. But I I tend to agree with you. If I was going anything, which I'm not, this game's a stay away for me. But uh, maybe we'll get an ugly game in that under. All right, next game, last 1 o'clock Eastern game for us here. Washington and Philly. Obviously, Philly a big home favorite, minus 10. 46 is the total here, Derek. So, I love Philly this season. I think the worry is how much they're going to spread the ball out to so many different options. I know Chop talked about Hurts. I have the same concerns there. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders. I mean, there's just so many ways that they can go with this team. And at home as a big 10-point favorite, I don't know that this is the week to play Eagles. If you agree, disagree with that, Washington's a stay away from me. You know, Maybe you got something there, but – uh, your thoughts here Redskins and Eagles
4: yeah I think I agree with you I like the Eagles team as a whole I just don't love their individual pieces uh, for DFS I do think Carson Wentz is going to be a pretty popular cash game target um, he's popping in most of the models that I've looked at this week and you know, 5700 certainly don't blame you uh, He does have a lot of weapons like you mentioned and you don't necessarily have to pair him up with somebody in cash game so I don't think don't mind looking at him there uh, Zach Ertz I think he's fine at tight end uh, i I'm paying up I would probably rather just go up to Travis Kelsey uh, I've been avoiding the Eagles backfill for years no reason to start playing them now um, so yeah just not a ton to love on the Eagles side I do like their defense quite a bit um, against the Redskins you know they got a really bad offensive line Case Keenum was really bad in Denver last year so I think the Eagles uh, role in this one and uh, I don't mind playing their defense as far as the Redskins go I just don't think I can play anyone I mean they want to get Darius Geis involved with Todd Peterson and Thompson Uh, As I mentioned, Keenum just didn't show much of anything last year in Denver. Uh, Bad offensive line. Jordan Reed's been dealing with a concussion, and the receivers just uh, aren't that talented. (laughs) So I I really don't like this Redskins team, and I think the Eagles roll.
2: Yeah, I I do too. I think they get blown out. So we'll talk spreads, but I'll gladly take Philly minus 10 here at home. I I think they roll here. Chop, thoughts on the game, and if you do think it's a blowout, are you just staying away from Eagles for, for DFS purposes this week?
3: Well, I uh, I do think it's a blowout like you guys. I do think Washington's in, in trouble, and they're a wasteland for fantasy this week for me, so I don't want any part of that. The one guy I did want was Deshaun Jackson. Man, and then he went and broke his finger in camp here last week, so I don't know if I can pull the trigger on Deshaun this week with a bum finger. So it may be something where, yeah, man, you don't know how it's all going to pan out, so – Without that Deshaun Jackson to fall back on, it may be a thing where I I may just stay away from it. I, but I think you're right. I think you guys hit it on the head.
2: All right, let's move on to the afternoon games here. We have the Colts traveling out to L.A. to take on the Chargers. No Andrew Luck. Obviously, is the big news. was a shocker, but they moved forward. They give Jacoby Brissett a bunch of money the other day, which I don't quite understand. But a tough spot here going to the Chargers, who I think are one of the better well-balanced teams in the league here. No Melvin Gordon. It's looking like chop. So thoughts on the Chargers. We'll start there. You know, Eckler, Justin Jackson looking to share the load. You get a nice discount on Justin Jackson if you want to go that route on DraftKings. Fifteen hundred dollars cheaper than Austin Eckler. So do the Chargers roll here? Do the Colts keep up? Uh thoughts on Colts and Chargers?
3: Yeah, the Chargers are going to be very, very tough to figure out. I and I think uh there's a chance if you got it right, yeah, you could be – it could help you win some good money this week, but I think a lot more people are going to get it way wrong, and it's going to make for a lot of dead lineups. I could, it's, they're at home against the Colts who just lost Andrew Luck, so I could see this thing being a, a, a ground and pound, you know, where you're sitting on the ball the second half. And then in that case, I think Justin Jackson would be the guy as opposed to Eckler, and a lot of people are going to play Eckler. And then for your pass catchers, I thought this at, you know, when I saw this lineup that they're going to put out there this year, like this is going to be a crapshoot every week. Keenan Allen's not a lock anymore, I don't think. Mike Williams took took a big step last year and is only going to get better this year. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, now you add Hunter Henry back in the mix. These guys are going to be fighting for targets, man. And I think any given week, any one of them could win you a tournament, but – they're also going to kill a lot of lineups, so it's a tough one for me to get behind any Chargers just because they're so deep everywhere. I don't know. So I guess right offhand, I would say Justin Jackson because I think they can get the I think they can get the lead and nurse it in the second half, and I think it'll be Jackson instead of Eckler, Eckler being more of the pass catcher. So Justin Jackson would be a good lead. But then we've got so many cheap good running backs already this week. Do I really got to take a chance on that? I don't know. See, it's a tough one, man. I might just stay away. On the flip side, the Colts. These poor these poor guys, man. We're looking at a division championship and a and a chance at getting deep in the playoffs, and then the guy goes and retires on him right before the season starts. I think it's gonna hurt everybody's value more than uh more fantasy fantasy wise. So the one guy who may withstand is T. Y. Hilton. Just because I think Brissett could be just as good on the long balls. But we're playing outdoors and you never take T. Y. outdoors, so I'll probably wait till he gets back home to do that. But as far as Marlon Mack is gonna, you know, goes, takes a big hit. Eric Ebron takes a big hit. Doyle, I think, takes a big hit. So that's tough for me to get behind. I don't, I don't really like this game, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Colts side of things. You know, yeah. it's been tough to to find something to get excited about there. I guess percent at forty four hundred. If you think they can keep it close, but I'm with you on Justin Jackson. I think that's the way I would rather go. Uh, I know Eckler, the pass catcher, there, but. A $1,500 discount. These guys are probably splitting the work uh, at a minimum. I think Jackson could go overlooked here. And Hunter Henry, going to be popular, way too cheap, 3900 on DraftKings. That's another, kind of like Dalvin Cook. You want to play him, I would do it in cash games. I think it's a phenomenal cash game play. But tournaments, I, I think you're going to see very, very high ownership on Hunter Henry. So thoughts there, Derek? Anything to get excited about the Colts and then how you're handling all these options we have with the Chargers?
4: Yeah, I'm not as down on the Colts as most uh, just because Brissett's their starter. I mean, I know he wasn't great in 2017, but they got a much better offensive line. They got a better coaching staff. Um, so I'm not as down on them. I probably won't play a ton of them. But if you do want to create a unique roster build, you could play Brissette and then you know maybe load them up with Barkley and C-Mac and everyone else is going to be playing those mid-range running backs. And right off the bat, you've got a very different looking lineup. So I certainly don't hate that. Uh, chop hit the nail on the head with uh, T.Y. Hilton. You don't want to play him when he's outdoors, so don't really know who I would pair up uh Brissett with. But um, Doyle did catch 80 balls from him back in 2017, and uh, you know, he's going to be less than one percent owned probably this week. As far as the Chargers, I kind of agree with everything you guys said. You know, everyone kind of seems like a good cash game option. Hunter Henry is going to be popular, uh, he rates out well in terms of projection models. You have Keenan Allen who does have a high floor, but uh, at the same time, they could easily go to, you know, Mike Williams. Travis Benjamin always seems to show up at random times. Uh, And then it's probably going to be 60-40 split uh, for Eckler and Jackson. So like you guys mentioned, it looks like Eckler is going to be 25% owned. Jackson's going to be 2% owned. So uh, with the $1,500 discount and a 20% ownership discount, certainly I think Jackson's a nice pivot in tournaments.
2: All right, let's talk the spread here. Looked a little lower than I thought it would be. Minus 6.5 here for the Chargers. Uh, thoughts there Derek what do you think
4: yeah I'm taking way too many favorites but uh, I do like the Chargers in this
2: one a 43 and a half point total as well chop any thoughts on the minus six and a half or the 43 and a half big time juice on the over
0: here
3: this is one I, I would go over I do I do think the over has a chance here uh, I think the Chargers could pretty much score on anybody with this lineup which is good for real life, not not as good for fantasy with uh, all the mouths to feed. But I think they'll name their score, and the Colts will be able to keep up, uh, you know, within a couple touchdowns and maybe even a spread buster at the end. So I think I think I think we can hit the over on this one.
2: Yeah, I'm leaning the Chargers here. The six and a half feels low. Always makes you a little nervous when it's under that seven. But I think by game time. This gets to seven, uh, and the Chargers roll in this one. All right. Four games left for us here in week one. Again, you're listening to the DFS OG's podcast right here on Roto-Grinders. Thank you guys for tuning in. Next game, boys, Cincinnati, Seattle, another big favorite here. Minus 10 for Seattle. Total of 44, Derek. And I absolutely love Seattle this week. Uh, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett should see a ton of targets here. Chris Carson should smash here. Uh, What's not to like about Seattle? Do Do you have a favorite here? Am I way too optimistic on this team? I'm going to have a lot of Seattle here and maybe run it back with a little Tyler Boyd. So thoughts here, Seahawks and Bengals.
4: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love Seattle this week. I was hoping uh, that would be sneaky, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, Just a great spot. I mean, Cincinnati's defense was terrible last year. Uh, They didn't make too many improvements in the offseason. Playing at home, we know Seattle's defense isn't going to be as good, so that should help keep games a little bit closer this year. Um, Carson's probably, going to be you know one of my favorite plays they've been talking him up all offseason penny did not look good in the preseason uh, they want to get him you know 50 targets or so so you know you add that pass catching ability to you know his ability to score uh in the red zone and i think he's a strong play and then uh yeah don't mind uh, looking at lockett and russell wilson as well i think uh, it's a really good spot for the seahawks certainly don't mind their defense you know anytime we get a big home favorite you could definitely look at their defense on the Bengals' side, it's just a tough spot. You know, in Seattle, uh, playing without A.J. Green, implied total of only 17 points. Uh, but I do like Tyler Boyd a little bit. The volume should be there without A.J. Green. Uh, I do think uh, he offers point-per-dollar upside. And if he finds the end zone, then I think he can really pay off that price tag.
2: All right, I'm going to add D.K. Metcalf here too, Chop. I think he's in play. You know, we've been banged up a lot, but it looks like he's going to start. Looks like he's ready to go. Uh, 4000 so... Pick your poison here with Seattle. You you stacking them up. You favor the running game, the passing game, everything. Uh, and then who's your running back with Cincinnati? They don't have a whole lot of options. Seems like Boyd may be the best option. So what do you think, Bengals Seahawks?
3: Yeah, I would say uh, I def- def- definitely like Seattle side of it. Just like seems like everybody else, Wilson and Lockett really looks really looks juicy this week for sure. And uh, you know Chris Carson, you can you can do that route too. Question is, if you're going to stack it up a little bit, who are you going to run it back with? You guys say Tyler Boyd. I say Joe Mixon. I think, I think Mixon is is matchup. He's getting to the matchup proof territory for me. And I think if we're going to be behind in this game, he's going to be in there catching a lot of passes. I think he's going to have. Uh, he's going to be the guy who has the best chance of breaking something into the end zone. So I'm running back with Joe Mixon.
2: All right, thoughts on the spread? Minus 10. Heavy juice on Cincinnati here, actually. Minus 135 on them, plus 10. Uh, Over under sitting at 44. No juice either way there, just the minus 110. Uh, any leans here, Chop?
3: I just – no, it just nothing seems right here. That's a lot of points, and, you know, I get it. Seattle's at home. It's a lot, man. So, And then the total doesn't – there's nothing about it that looks great. So, no, there's no lean for me here.
2: Same boat. I, I think Seattle wins this game handily, but it feels like one where Cincinnati kind of hangs in there and then scores one late, and maybe they win by eight or nine. The, the total feels about spot on. So, uh, Derek, any leans for you, minus 10 or 44?
4: Yeah, yeah 10's a lot of points, so – no strongly in that way, but I do like the over. Uh, I think the Seahawks' defense is a little bit worse this year, and the Bengals' defense is probably going to be one of the worst in the league. So I think some points could be scored in this one.
2: All right, next game for us, the big reveal for Arizona. I've been looking forward to this, and you know, a lot of people were high on them. Kyler Murray's the next big thing. Uh, then they bailed after that one preseason <laughs> game. So uh, it's been a tidal wave for Arizona here, Chop, and they haven't showed us anything. So we kind of get the reveal here. The problem is, it's a pretty tough matchup. You know, Detroit, I don't think it's going to be a very good team this year, but their defense uh, it looks legit, especially that, that front four, front seven. I think that could pose problems. They were very good against mobile quarterbacks last season. So as excited as I am about Arizona, I'm probably in a more wait-and-see approach. Where do you come out here? Do you want to fire them up while everybody's waiting, uh, worried about the matchup? And then the Detroit side of things, I think they're going to go overlooked, but I love a guy like on Johnson – uh, even a Kenny Galladay, who I'm kind of down on for season long, but no Patrick Peterson. I think both of these guys are in for a big day. So thoughts, shot, Lions, Cardinals.
3: Uh, I, I, de- I definitely think there's room for Arizona to to be very good offensively and fantasy-wise this year. But like you said, this is, a, this is not an easy matchup. Not, not only is the defense pretty solid, but uh, that offense for Detroit really wants to just run the ball and, and grind it out, so – they could be eating up a lot of clock. They could get Arizona totally out of the rhythm. So there's going to be victory laps taken one way or another here, either the oh, yeah. anti-Arizona crowd or the pro-Cliff Kingsbury crowd. Is it going to – I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of up in the air with it, but I'll have some exposure to Arizona for sure. I think – I don't know if it's going to happen this week, but ultimately Kyler Murray is going to be a very, very good DFS play. Just awesome fantasy guy because because of the running. So that's all It's all it takes is, is the running uh, – David Johnson's going to be good. Don't know if it's going to be this week, though. And the receivers, I'm a little bit more iffy on. I think Fitzgerald's a little bit long in the tooth, so I don't know if I want to go there. Christian Kirk, I thought, was pretty good at A&M, but he may, you know, he could be, in, he could still be a pro bust. There's nothing that says this guy's going to be good. You may be left with Andy Isabella, and we don't really know if a four foot seven receiver is going to really do a lot of damage in the NFL, so... I don't know, man. The pass catchers got me kind of twisted in a knot, but I do think Kyler Murray and David Johnson are going to be solid long-term. I just don't know if it's going to happen this week. On the flip side, I'm with you on the passing game. I think Kenny Galladay, but there's a chance it's even Marvin Jones. You hit it on the head. Arizona's going to come into this game with some secondary injuries and suspensions already. They're already going to be shorthanded in the secondary. So I think uh, getting a piece of either Galladay or Marvin Jones could be a, a very, very big time in this game. So, And with that being said, if you like two receivers in this game, you might as well fire up the quarterback too. So I don't mind Stafford. All right,
2: Derek, thoughts here, Arizona. Are they going to come out and, and fly, or are they going to flop here in week one against Detroit? <laughs>
4: Yeah, maybe I'm uh, drinking too much uh, Kingsbury Kool-Aid. I don't know. I'm I'm all in on this Cardinals team, at least for the first few weeks. I think, uh, you know, he's yet to show his cards, and I think it's going to take a while for a Oh, opposing... ho, ho, ho. <laughs> What's that?
3: That's a good pun right there.
4: <laughs> got you. I got you. He's yet to show it's his unintentional cards. Unintentional pun. I
2: don't think that was, was intended, but it was. No,
3: he set, set us up. He those. knew what he was doing. No,
4: he knew I what he was doing. I obviously knew what I was doing. Um. But Yeah, so I'm not too worried about the matchup. They're playing at home. Uh, They want to be the fastest-paced offense in the NFL. I think they're going to be aggressive right out of the gate. And when pricing came out uh, for DraftKings, everyone thought Kyler Murray was going to be the most popular quarterback of the entire slate week one, and then he had two bad drives in week two of the preseason. Now nobody wants to play him. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take Kyler Murray. I'll take uh, some shares of David Johnson as well. I think, uh, you know, he has a lot to prove after a down year last year that really wasn't his fault. So I'm buying both of them. I do agree that I don't want a ton of shares of the receivers at this moment, but I love the spot for Murray and Johnson. And then on the Lions side, I agree with you guys. Um, You know, we saw in the preseason the Cardinals' pass defense was just atrocious, and they're going to be without Alford and without uh, Patrick Peterson. So I think it's a great spot for Galladay. You could look at Marvin Jones. And then, uh, yeah, carry on Johnson with no Theo Riddick. I think that definitely opens up some more opportunities in the passing game for him. And I think it's a sneaky shootout right here.
2: All right. Any thoughts on the line here? Of course it died on me. You guys got the line. Oh, here it is. Uh, Minus two and a half for Detroit. Road favorites, 47 is the total. Uh, Derek, any thoughts on that?
4: Clearly I'm taking Cardinals money
2: line with the over. There you go. Parlaying it up. Chop, any thoughts on the line here? Two and a half or 47.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll take – uh man, it's this – I want this total. You know it either goes one of two ways. It's either a grind fest and it just never even comes close or it just clicks for Arizona and then both teams get into a bit of a shootout. So I'll take the over just thinking that that might happen.
2: Yeah, this is one of those. It could be 17, both teams just mm-hmm. look awful, or there's 70 points on the board like a college game. So – I'll go over as well. I hate betting unders. Who is trying to bet unders? I know that's where the edge is, but that's no fun. Bet you unders.
3: know if you bet an under, you just you can't watch the game because oh. it's just so painful, man. It's that's just so it. painful to watch it and be rooting for nothing, and it's just terrible. It is terrible.
2: And again, I get it. There's edges in unders, so you know I don't yep. need the analytics of crowd attacking me here. But <laughs> unders suck. There's no fun in the unders. All right, let's move on. Dallas and the Giants chop. will save you for last. year. we obviously have. Big Ezekiel Elliott question. So put your reporter cap on, and we'll see as of this recording, uh, is he back yet? But Derek, we'll start with you here. Dallas home favorites, about a touchdown favorite here at home. Obviously Zeke, the big question. So uh, both ways, just play it both ways. If he's out, obviously Tony Pollard, uh, one of the better value, if not the best value, is on the board. If Zeke is back here in the net today, tomorrow, interest level. You know, do you worry about him being rusty? Do you believe he's been working out? Uh, And then go to the Giants side of things, it seems to be Saquon or Buss, you know, maybe a little Evan Ingram, but uh, thoughts here, Giants and Cowboys.
4: Yeah, for the Cowboys, if Zeke uh, uh, is out, then I think you just hit the lock button on Tony Pollard. Um, For years and years, we just want to lock in that, uh, you know, bell cow running back that's going to be cheap, that's filling in for the guy. He's been great in the preseason, uh, getting talked up by Jerry Jones and pretty much everyone. In the Cowboys organization, it's a great matchup as well. They're home favorites, so definitely would lock in uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, I think it's a good spot for Dak as well. He's looked uh, pretty good. Uh, And then if Zeke plays, I'll probably just be avoiding that backfield situation altogether. You know, Jerry Jones saying that he wants Zeke to be ready for the playoffs and late in the season, so uh, I don't really know if I want to play Zeke right off the bat, um, even if he ends up showing up. So I like Dak a little bit. Um, I like Pollard if Zeke ends up being out, obviously, and then uh, Cooper and Gallup both interesting GPP plays uh, Jason Witten he's basically been rosterable for 14 of the 16 games every year but he's always scored against the Giants so yes, if, you want, does. if you want to play that narrative you can uh, and then on the Giants side there's really only one guy that I have interest in and uh, pretty obvious there's Saquon Barkley doesn't really matter the matchup doesn't really matter the game flow you know he's going to get his rushing attempts he's going to be a big weapon in the passing game I worry about their passing game as a whole just because Eli Manning's still the starter but I'll always have interest in Saquon Barkley, so uh, that's pretty much it for me on the Giants' side.
2: Yeah, averaged about 26 DraftKings points a game last season, uh, two games against Dallas. So he he does his thing. We know that. So, Chop, what's going on with your boy Zeke? The last I heard, they're close. Uh, They told me that this morning. We're recording. uh, What do we got? Tuesday night. Apparently he's back in Dallas. They're close. They're close. What in the hell is happening here?
3: Uh, you know, I've always thought from the beginning, the first thing he wanted was obviously a little bit extra money, but I think he really wanted to, uh, rest during the training camp. I don't think he really wanted to be in training camp. And so I thought that was his number one motivation and now he's going to get the money and and the rest. So he'll be there. He'll be there on Sunday. The the thing that Derek described it best was that if he is there, I think it kind of takes both guys out of play. Whereas if he's out, then obviously Pollard is an incredible play and, and a super popular one. But yeah, I think it takes both guys out because I think he signs. I think he's in there, and I think, uh, but he doesn't get a full workload, so kind of messes with everybody right there. But I think he'll be there. I think he wanted a good little, a little extra break there, the training camp for these guys. And you know, let's face it, Ezekiel hasn't exactly been the model of hard work since he got you know <laughs> since he got into the league. It's almost like he just kind of like. He's always tapping out of games in the middle of drives when you think a workhorse back should be in there. I don't know, but he'll be there. He's fine. So the thing I worry about Dallas more than anything is the health of Amari Cooper. If Amari is healthy and that foot injury is was just a, a whole bunch of nothing, then Dallas will blow this team out. If Amari's not healthy, not only will they not blow this team out, but it really that's the deciding factor to me between whether they're a very deep playoff team or a team that's not even going to make the playoffs. That's Amari Cooper. So hopefully he's healthy, and if he's healthy, Dallas should should roll in this game, I think. On the flip side, I do like Saquon, and I do like Evan Ingram. At the same time, it's man, I think this Dallas defense is going to be awesome this year. Yep. I think they're going to be very good. So it's, it's like, I don't know, man. It's a battle of forces there. I just think Saquon and Ingram are a little bit – a little bit too much volume this week not to play them. But generally this year, I don't want to play a bunch of players against Dallas. I think Dallas is going to have a very good defense with some great linebacker linebacking play. And, uh, but I think this week is an exception just because of the volume of those other guys. But I, yeah, I like Dallas here, obviously.
2: Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you on the defense. I hate to say it. I have to give credit to Dallas, but the, the defense does look legit here. So a uh, great completely. If Zeke's back, I have no interest. If Pollard's in there, I'm not really worried about the ownership. I'm going to play him cash games. It's an easy lock there. Uh, The Giants, I don't know that I want to pay up for Saquon at 9K with some of the other options uh, on the board. He would be the guy uh, if I'm running it back. And I agree with you on Dak as well, Derek. I think he's interesting. Even a Michael Gallup, uh, a little bit off the radar, only 4,300. So if we're worried about Cooper, uh, maybe Gallup steps up and has a big game. All right, last game to wrap us up here. Going a little long here uh, in week one. But – this is my favorite game of the week, guys. San Francisco and Tampa Bay, two offenses that should be very good, two defenses that should be very bad. I'm predicting that this thing goes way over the total. I want to stack this thing a million different ways. Chop, your thoughts here and your favorite plays out of this game, Niners and Tampa Bay.
3: Man, they're all – there's a lot of good plays in this game. Uh, start with the road team, Frisco. Uh... The running backs, Tevin Coleman, I think I lean temp- Tevin Coleman in this game. There's uh, the injuries that happened here recently with that backfield. Makes it more of a two-man show, and I think Coleman's the guy who's going to get it done. I don't know why he gets kind of disrespected by everybody. He was, There's nothing he did in Atlanta that made me think he wasn't a good fantasy back. So I like I some Tevin Coleman. Uh, George Kittle is the second-best tight end on the board this week behind Kelsey. You can make an argument that he's the best – If you believe in the matchups being difficult in Jacksonville and good over here, uh, I'll still favor Kelsey. But second-best tight end on the board. Wide receivers were getting a lot of love for Pettis, but also saw Marquise Goodwin be a very, very viable fantasy threat when Garoppolo was healthy in that limited time that they spent together here in Frisco before he got hurt last year. So uh, Pettis or Goodwin take your pick, I think one of them steps up. Tampa Bay is going to be good this year. We know about Mike Evans. Everybody's talking about Chris Godwin. So maybe – and I'm looking at the ownership on the RG homepage right now, and I'm seeing 26% for Godwin, 11% for Evans. Wow. So, with that being said, I know I'm going to pay a little extra for Evans, but, you know, obviously, if I'm going to buck the crowd, I want Mike Evans here because, oh, man, eight times out of ten, he's probably going to outscore Godwin. Yep. And so uh, I'm going to get a lot lower ownership. Don't want the running backs here. OJ Howard is going to be boomer bust every week. I know he, ultimately the, the numbers at the end of the year are going to look good. But I think he's going to have a lot of weeks where he doesn't get there. So, you're going to take that into your own hands. And how is Jameis Winston? How has he not opened up a seafood place called Fam- Famous Jameis' Crab Legs yet? Famous Jameis' Crab Legs. I just you go, gave him a million-dollar idea. Look at that. This guy, this guy is going to be good this year, I think. And uh, I think it starts this week. So, I like Jameis.
2: See you win the Millie Maker here in Week One. Chop! You open you up a, a crab leg place down in Tampa Bay. <laughs> and, uh, life is good. I, I like it. So
3: oh, if I open up a crab leg place down in Tampa called Famous Jamis's Crab Legs, I guarantee you. Oh, she doesn't have the trademark on it yet. I can just I can do what I want with that. I guarantee <laughs> he comes knocking on my door begging me to get a piece of it too. Oh yeah, that
2: that'd be a hit. So love the love the Goodwin call. I'm I'm heavy on him this week. Four K, a great price. You'll see him on one of my videos this week. I agree. On the Evans thing, don't forget we're going to get a lot of season-long players uh, dabbling into DFS, uh, whether they've been on the draft app or, or whatnot. And they want to come in and try to win a million dollars. And Godwin's probably been uh, the talk of the, of the offseason in the season-long world. So everybody going to go there. Love the Mike Evans call. I want to throw an off-the-radar name. And Chop, you'll know this name. Derek probably knows him by now. But Daria Gunbowale, Goombual- Goombual- I can't even <laughs> say his damn name. He played at my school uh, at Wisconsin. Just 3K – on DraftKings, I think it's a, a great dart throw. You know, I know it's Jones, I know it's Barber, but this guy's had a great offseason, a fantastic pass catcher, and he may have already seized that role here. So, at 3K, I'm willing to, to throw some darts at him. Uh, as far as San Francisco, the, the worry with Coleman Chop, they came out today with their depth chart. Matt Breida sitting up top the depth chart there. So, uh, no idea, but I think I'd rather save a 1,000 and go with Breida. I'm with you. I like Coleman. Oh, no, uh, I the guy's been it. a stud, but – that that depth chart was shocking, and the starting receivers War Pettis and Goodwin in that initial depth chart. So, uh, Derek, thoughts here? This is a fantasy bonanza here. I I don't know who's not in play in this game.
4: <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite games as well. Um, probably will be avoiding the Niners running backs. Uh, I didn't see that Breda, uh, you know, was listed as the number one there. I do still think they'll split work and you know for a little bit more you can say cook and carson and fournette and some of those guys that just have more established roles so i'll probably lean toward them a running back but i do like george kittle quite a bit um as part of a game stack and then at the receiver you know dante pettis we've just heard negative things pretty much all off season you know shanahan's trying to i don't know if he's trying to motivate him or put him down or what but uh they came out today saying he's going to be their number one and uh, had a really good rookie season um He's got a nice mix of a floor and a ceiling. Great matchup against Tampa Bay, obviously. And with all the negative talk, it looks like he's going to be 2 or 3% owned, which uh, to me sounds pretty good. Then on the opposite side, yeah, uh, we get Jameis Winston, who's not afraid to take shots downfield. Now we get Bruce Arians uh, with his vertical passing attack. I love the spot for this offense. And it doesn't look like they're going to be able to run the ball. You know, maybe uh, I'm not even going to try to say his name, but, you know, maybe he's uh, their answer to their running problems. But um, for now, I don't think they're going to get much out of Barbara and Jones. So. Love the passing attack. Winston, you guys mentioned the big ownership discrepancy between Godwin and Evans. I think that's a great pivot in tournaments. But at the same time, I do like Godwin. Uh, he's going to get a lot of snaps out of the slot. Uh, you know, Arians came out and said he's not going to come off the field at any point, uh, you know, unless he has to. So I think it's a great spot. And you could even triple stack him. I think a lot of people look to Winston and Godwin, Winston or Evans, and you know, maybe just triple stack and bring it back with a couple of Niners players.
2: We'll call him O, just make it easy. A little little, (laughs) Inca Inca Dare back in the day, if you know some hoops. So uh, that'll wrap us up here for week one. So going forward, we'll add in some of our, you know, catchphrases and things that we've had along the way over the first two seasons. Hell, I got to remember some of those, third and wrongs, and uh, we'll bring some of those back. But today I wanted to get you to football. The information, there's a lot of great games, uh, a lot of targets, a lot of cheap guys, going to be an awesome, awesome slate here. Uh, in week one guys any final thoughts again we went long here so don't want to go too much longer but final thoughts here for week one chop we'll go over to you
3: well you always look forward to week one like i said nothing better than sitting down watching those kickoffs at noon with your lineups locked and then that's just it so uh this is like, like I was telling Big T earlier, man. It's, you got to get into your groove. Week one is is week one, just like everybody else. So we got to get back into our groove and I'm sure we'll catch our groove and these things will be a lot shorter in the future.
2: Absolutely. And there's a lot of great tournaments out there. You know, make sure you're, you're spreading your wings a little bit, you know, DraftKings FanDuel. Yes, but Yahoo giving away a million dollars, no management fee, a fantasy draft, giving away a million dollars uh, over there. So Make sure you're checking out all these tournaments and, you know, and really game selection, I think. Very, very important this week. But don't be afraid to go check out uh, some of the other sites and support them. Competition, good for the industry. So get over to Yahoo Fantasy Draft. And don't forget SharpSide, free contest. Can't stress it enough. $5,000 to somebody just for picking games in an app. So get over there and check out that free $10,000 contest on SharpSide. Derek, final thoughts here for week one.
4: Yeah, groupthink is more prevalent week one than probably any other week during the regular season. We think we know these teams. We think we know how these games are going to play out, but we really don't. So uh, don't be afraid to get away from the groupthink and uh, just be a little contrarian because that's certainly going to pay off in some of these large field tournaments.
2: Well said. Well said. Uh, Great to be back, boys. Can't wait for football right around the corner. We're almost there. Uh, But we'll be doing this each and every week, covering the main slate. And, again, if you're looking for content on the Thursday game, some of the Monday games, get over to Roto-Grinders and check that out. For my boys, Ted Chopper, Notorious, I Am Beard, St. Salut. Best
3: of luck here in week one, guys. We'll see you next week.